with cheese. You son of a bitch, I'm right behind you. Turn around and ask me for help with cheese, yo. Why you gotta make me feel inferior because I'm on the grill, B? Damn. Sorry. Beautiful people on the internet, welcome to episode 34 of Grill. How long that steak, mister? 23 minutes, yeah. All right, 23 minutes. That better be a thick-ass steak, homie. That's the center cut. I am your host, uh, Bobby Stills. Cross me, introduce yourself, sir. Uh, Johnny Tunami. Johnny Tunami, a.k.a. Jahani Smith. <laughs> The African who be macking them. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are recording to you from beautiful Seattle Lake, Washington on South Lake Union. Uh, we are recording to you from Studio 212 on the Soundcasting Network. We are in studio with our uh, production Mix master, Mix master uh, Keith. Yeah. Keith, you got an AKA last name? Uh, K Boogie. Hey, Boogie. It's because your nose will always be running. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well, it's a beautiful, hot day here in Seattle. Dude. Uh, sweating my balls off. How was it in that kitchen today? You got Man, the- I was keeping it in the walk-in as much as possible <laughs> today. It that, was so hot. It's kind of ill because whenever I get real hot offline, I go downstairs right before I'm about to get off work because I don't want to sweat in my street clothes. No. So I literally go in there and take off my shirt and stand right in front of the fan <laughs> that kicks out all the cold air and yep. I'm like please don't nobody come yeah, in yeah right and somebody comes in you're like oh well it, I mean it's nice if you just lift up your shirt and yeah. get that air up under that blows up under there but you don't get the full effect unless you take off your entire shirt I, f- I do the fan motion you I know? mean I have a very cut lean body <laughs> so I'm not really worried about anybody seeing my clothes off I just eight pack it's the you know the health uh, department might not enjoy your <laughs> supple man breasts <laughs> being around the chicken breasts right alright so uh, we haven't done updates for a while. Yeah, we've had some guests. So. Yeah, man, and I really appreciate both those guests. Uh, Chef Eric was uh, great. Yeah, I enjoyed tight. him. I'd like to have him back and talk a little bit more because uh, he seems super chill and he might be able to teach people how to be chill on the line. Yeah, and I think he has more to say. I think he was a little shy last time. He does. He didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then uh, Chef Robichal. Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. Robot Shaw. Robot Shaw. Mr. Yeah. Robot Shaw. He was great, man. It was good to have him back in town just in general. Yeah, I want to see I want to see you people listening, and I know a lot of you are listening because I can see the numbers and stuff like that. Please, I encourage everybody to go to the iTunes podcast um, page and give us a review mm-hmm. and write down a comment what you think of the show. I don't care. Say, Robbie, you talk too much. Say you suck. Say you like us a little bit. <laughs> Tell me I say uh too much. Yeah, I you do. I don't care, man. Just write something. I just want to get some feedback going on our page. Um, well, there was that one guy who sent us something on Facebook and was like, let me get that marrow bone recipe. Yeah, and I got the, and Mikey hooked me up with the recipe. I'm going to send it to him. Shout out. Uh, I think he's in Hawaii cooking it up. Yeah, I mean, that was tight. That's the type of stuff that we need, though, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, we we enjoy... Let us know that you're actually listening. Yeah, so we're going to give some uh, work updates. Uh, Johnny, would you like me to go first? Or? Yeah, go first. All right, currently at work, um, it's getting busy. Um, them cold sandwiches, man, are a pain in the ass to make. They got like 10 components to them. <laughs> like and, pickled this, pickled that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just kicking it out. And uh, I'm not really feeling so much leadership lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to have a leadership 
role there. I mean, I do have a leadership role. Um, and one of my kids, one of my, the homies online tried to get out, he tried to get out of line with me <laughs> and said, uh, quote, uh, let me quote, I'm not going to say his name, but I quote, I am tired of making dumbasses here look good. Ooh. And I said, um, and I, I feel you, man, you know, it happens, but, and he goes, that includes you. And uh, I had to look at him and go like, excuse me, uh, could you repeat that? And he goes, you heard what I said. He was heated, mad about some stuff. I did not get angry. I pulled him aside, had a conversation with him. He was annoyed at some things that I did, but it really wasn't anything wrong. Yeah. It was just that he was annoyed with it and uh, he had to deal with some other problems. But uh Kind of chilled him out. I don't know. We got some leadership problems at my work, and uh, it's going around. Well, when somebody's leading you, <clears throat> and you feel like um, they're not doing such a great job, it's yeah. frustrating. It's like autopilot driver or something like that. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. Work is going good. I'm happy. I'm off for one week. That's nice. I leave. I'm going fishing in Montana. Whoa, whoa. Fly fishing. Uh, with my, guy. Well, yeah, with my lady and uh, That's nice. her father. So I've never been fly fishing. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've never been to Montana. Oh. Um, and I got a present today for my birthday. Uh, shout out Marcus and Jessica at uh, Bathtub Gin and Rabbit Hole. Oh. They also own a deli. But let me just show you what I got real quick. He's getting into it. Bam! Hit me. Uh, They had said that they had heard me. they heard me say that I like this knife mm-hmm. and that uh, something about, you know, mine is uh, I, I'm not really working in the kitchen where I take a knife roll with me. Yeah. Um, and so I haven't taken care of my knife and I was looking to get a new one mm-hmm. just for fun. Um, so they got me my obby. That's what's up. Uh, how old is that? Eight inch? Yeah, it looks like an eight inch chef. Yeah, I'm not. I know that costs a fair amount of money. Yeah, you know, that's a really thoughtful gift. You know, I don't think a lot of people out there know that. Chefs need knives. You know? Well, uh, around Christmas time, I guess apparently her father had asked if I had a knife bag, mm-hmm. and of course my lady's like, "Yeah, he's got a knife bag." He goes, "Oh, I was gonna buy a knife bag." I said, "Don't ever." Yeah, don't say. Don't yeah. say he. Yes, I could use a new he knife wants that bag. Custom leather knife bag. Whatever. <laughs> I was like cold blooded, and she was like, "Well, I just you know, if you had one, I was like, ah, there, I want one of those backpack ones." Oh, yeah, those are tight. You, know, you put it on your back and you unzip it, it folds down. Yeah. But whatever, that is my uh, work week update. Um, have I eaten anywhere new? Always eating new places. Yeah. Casa Antigua down at Pioneer Square. Nice. Um, they also own uh, Allstat. I haven't. It's like a German beer hall type sausages and stuff. Oh, I just heard about that place, and somebody was saying it has the best like German food. Yeah, in the city. it's quite good. Uh, I don't know. My only complaint I'm going to have: um, the owner's a good guy, nice guy, but uh, it just they have this back patio out and back in the alley in this Pioneer Square, yeah. and so you know there's some scents going around. There's some critters that are walking by while you're trying to eat your. Um, your enchiladas? <laughs> the mole sauce was good. She tried to tell me, we asked how the enchilada, uh, the chipotle enchiladas were, and she said, oh, this mole recipe's been passed down for generations by the chef. And I was like, has it? <laughs> but they were good. They make a good margarita. Uh, but that's my that's my update. People are probably hear, tired of hearing about uh, my bullshit. So, yeah, uh, Johnny. Well, oh, oh, block party? Yeah, we went to block I'll, I'll talk about block party. All right, hit it up, bud. Well, 
Uh, it was Black Party last weekend. Duh. But well, that's uh, for people outside of the Seattle. Uh, there's a neighborhood here in uh, Seattle called Capitol Hill where I live, where Johnny's Restaurant's at. Uh, started off pretty small. I don't know how many years ago it was free. Now it is a major festival. Yeah. Big deal. Big yeah. Deal. So many people, um, I would say nearly every bar was running out of alcohol that weekend. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that bars are running out of alcohol. But anyway, so um, I got some free tickets to a Capitol Hill block party um, because I worked inside of the festivities. So I went and did that this weekend, which is tight. And so we actually set up, um, instead of doing a regular service this weekend, we set it up with sandwiches and salads and um, alcoholic slushies, um, beers and all that thing. And uh, it went really well. Now, your boss told me on Sunday when I saw her, we won't put her on blast about almost getting busted by the liquor control board. <laughs> we won't even get into that. But she had told me that uh, this weekend on Saturday actually was her most successful day. Yeah. Uh, she made the most money since she's been open there. Yeah. And it's because of the turn and burn. Uh, people weren't sitting down and having dinner. They were in there, got a drink, got their food, and then they're gone. Gone, yep. And then you have so, another person coming in. Yeah. So how was it? It was good. It was super easy. Um, I don't really know how the night shift went on Saturday because it was super hectic there. And I was off. I was at seeing, you know, bands and getting lit and stuff, you know, but, uh, turnt, turnt, your boy's eyes on the back of his head. I was gone, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but it was, it was, um, it was crazy. I like went into the kitchen the next day on Sunday morning and I was like, Oh God, like what happened in here? It was like a tornado or tsunami just came and just destroyed everything. That knife is nice. But, um, other than that, you know, work is going weird right now. It's uh, a shift in leadership right now. And we're trying to do some, um, menu changes. Have you got a new chef yet? Yeah. We have a new guy that's coming in and he's like a, um, CDC and he's helping us with the menu and doing all that stuff. He's not very um, assertive, so I don't think people are really grabbing on to the fact that he's going to be our chef. And so they're kind of like, oh, I don't like blah, 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 blah. Just a fill-in? Yeah, but he he's a good guy. He has a lot of experience. Where's he from? He was working um, at Lush, which is kind of like a counter, like um, like a it's like a private luncheon sort of thing. Never been there. Yeah, it's it's not really a restaurant. It's more like a catering company, I would say. Um, but he used to work in the industry. He's really good at um, making really funky items. But um, he came on. He's trying to get back in the industry. He has a child, so he, his schedule's a little bit hectic. Mm, you know about those schedulings, man. They're, I know. They're it's tough, tough, you know? So, uh, you know, I'm switching. We're alternating weekends and stuff like that, and it's fine. And I'm trying to get the guys to realize that, like, he has he needs some time. He's really just trying to get to learn us. Um, yeah, perfect. He's the first guy that I've met come into that kitchen who's like, I'm going to work brunch with you. I'm going to work lunch with you. I want to see it, see it. And he's not trying to change Lead anything. by example. Yeah, exactly. Like you know? Chef so, Eric said. Um, so I'm really excited about him. He's always, he has a lot to learn about the restaurant, but he's kind of walking into a, a craziness, you know? Okay. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm just trying to make it sure everybody is happy and it's and it's tough. All right. Any yeah. uh, good food experiences this week that we yeah. want to mention to our... Uh... Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Chavez on uh, 12th and Olive. Yeah, I've talked to, no, on 12th, 12th and Olive. Uh, or Olive and Spring. I've talked about like Chavez on the show before. That's I good. They have you their were. mother's Oaxacan recipes from, like, it's real deal. You know the chef's name there? I don't. Unfortunately. I feel bad too because I do know I've that they're the um, same company as Bar Cantonetta and Cantonetta and um, Madison and Wallingford. So oh, we know a guy that works at Cantonetta. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know a few people that work at Cantonetta. Yeah, I used to have the homie Dennis Johnson. He used to work there, but he's gone. Uh, and then he had sent me a text message. This is pretty funny. <laughs> but he had found out that there was currently, he left. And I don't know if it was under good same, let's say bad circumstances. Yeah. But uh, he had found out somebody who ran a podcast 
network and had a podcast uh, was currently there, he assumed it was me. <laughs> so he sent me a text message and was like, oh, so when I said something about you coming to work in Canada, you said no. <laughs> but now you're working there and you took Danner's spot. Well, I know homie Danner. And I go, no, no, no. You got me twisted. It's, <laughs> it's my, my producer uh, slash audio engineer, uh, K Boogie. <laughs> Is that what they call you online, Keith? Oh, man. K Boogers. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyway, so you uh, ate at Chavez. Yeah, and it was delicious. Delicious? Yeah, had a right. really great time. Anything else? Um, you know, not much, actually. All right. Okay. Uh, sorry for taking up wishing your time with our lives, people. Right. Uh, we're going to dig into something here. I don't know if we're going to have time to go over two different things. Uh, I think they kind of fit into the same. Kind of. I mean, we'll, we'll touch on it, but I'd rather dig into the second one. But uh, today, Johnny, what are we going to be talking about? Uh, we're going to be talking about the difficulties of um, scheduling and mise en place. So everything in its place and a place for everything. Well, I don't know if we're going to get me some plus, but we are going to dig into uh, <laughs> scheduling conflicts in a kitchen. Um, you know, people say, I try to explain to my girlfriend, I try to explain to people that aren't in the industry, that uh, pretty much if you are in any position of power in a kitchen, or even just a line cook, mm-hmm. uh, you're pretty much don't have time for a social life or um, a relationship. Uh, your relationship is with that kitchen. Yeah. You're Unless mar- people can jump on your schedule. Yeah, you're married. Yeah. Um, I currently don't have that problem I do. right now. My work, uh, they're pretty flexible. I'm happy. Uh, but one thing I will say is uh, when you need time off or if you want time off, it is your responsibility to get that shift covered. Yeah, I know. Totally. Um, and if somebody can't do it for you and you don't show up to work, it's considered a no call, no show. Yeah. And that's a first. Defense. Even though they tell you, like, you're it's like, I am out of town. I have a wedding to go to. Yeah. I have to, you know. But I, it's not on. It's not a verbal contract. You know, we do actually slips at our job. So you have to fill out the slip, the date, um, who's covering your shift, and why. And then you have to have a manager fill it out. Well, the reason why we're talking about this today actually is um, I don't know a couple months ago or so. Um, a article came out on Biz Journal, mm-hmm. um, and it's about. Um, the Seattle Restaurant Alliance put together a study um, to figure out exactly what people in the industry feel, uh, how they feel about their scheduling and their mm-hmm. flexibility. And uh, council member uh, Lisa, Lisa Herbold and Lorena Gonzalez, um, they're the ones that proposed the study in May. Uh, and the purpose for it was to find out if they uh, or to actually um, introduce legislation on scheduling in restaurants. Yeah, it seems like... Um they're trying to like unionize the work, the kitchen workforce, you know, like everybody, not just hotels and, you know, people who are corporate, but, you know, the little old line cook that works at the, at the, you know, 24 seater restaurant. We have no representation. No, we really don't. It goes restaurant to restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, you hope that they have enough money to represent you that well, way. Well, the rules are different in every restaurant. Um, so why, how, why something is okay in one place and then you go to another place, it totally changes. Yeah. It's dependent on the owners or your chef and that's just the way it is um do you want to kick out some highlights for some people about the study or do you want me to no i got a couple notes here um they were saying that 70 77 percent of people this is from the seattle restaurant alliance um survey they said 70 percent or 77 percent were satisfied with the hours that they worked and the schedules that they had but that they were looking for things like benefits and higher wages um most cooks 
Well, they, they had said that they, 77% said that they were satisfied with their schedules. Yeah. And the flexibility of their schedules. Yeah. And that's, which I don't know. I didn't find anywhere in the article, and I looked at some other stuff when I first read it, uh, to find out exactly who they <laughs> were interviewing, interviewing yeah. and how many people they did uh, this study on. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that number is bullshit. 77%. Well, yeah, that's like a that's like what a mid range C high C. That's yeah, not really that, that that's good. that's school. You can't go on that. <laughs> I mean, you can't go on the the schooling thing. But I mean, that's just say uh, I don't know twenty people. You're saying about I'm not good at math, but that's what about fourteen people or something like that. Yeah, I'm right, yeah. say they're happy. 12. Or you can go a hundred. I mean, 77 people out of 100 say that they're happy with their schedule and flexibility. I guess most people don't like having weekends off. Yeah, but I also think that it's like, you know, um, the difference between sous chefs, chefs, and cooks. You know, like how many of these people are salary and how many people are on hour. It's true. Because if you're working hourly, I know that when I'm working hourly, I could give a fuck less how many hours I work because I'm making guap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's you. Yeah, but I know you're a lot also, of people that you're live also, that way too. I mean, this, and this is before you had a girlfriend. Now, now <laughs> if this was today and you were working, you're trying to leave out of there as soon as possible. Yeah, but I'm on salary now, so it doesn't even matter. Exactly. Yeah. So My life and, is signed away. And I and currently with me, my situation is, is you know, I, I don't mind staying there for my whole entire shift. Yeah. Uh, but I rarely ever stay my entire shift, which is out unheard of. Yeah. Um, if anything, I'm getting out of there early. I'm not staying later. Uh, and they make sure of that. I mean, that's what I'm happy at my work. Um, mm. Am I happy with the t- type of food we're doing? I mean, yes, it's good. I wish I was doing something more creative. Uh, but that the reason why I'm helping out here at the Soundcasting Network, I also have a girlfriend and I also have a social life. Yeah, to live and if I was at a nicer restaurant... Um, You'd be living my life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Grill. How long steak, mister? I told you. 18 minutes, okay? <laughs> I need a cigarette. I haven't had one in five hours, okay? You're really starting to piss me off, all right? It'll, it, I'm a fucking cook, not a magician, all right? All right. 69% of the people said that they're um, they're happy with uh, notice of uh, schedule change. Uh, and this goes back. Let me give a little backup on this. Is um, they uh, The legislation that they're trying to... <laughs> they have fucking cigarettes, man. Uh, they said the legislation that they're trying to introduce um, are some things uh, about benefits and stuff. But they also want to introduce things like a two-hour notice. I mean, a two-week week notice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for schedule change for their employees. And the one thing that I saw that was also really silly was an 11, out, 11, 11 hours between shifts. Oh, I'm with that. Of sleep. For I'm, sleep. With, I'm with that. Yeah, it's going to destroy the industry. Clopins, bro. Uh, that yeah, and that's what, and if you people don't know what that is, it's it's a you cl- close to open shift. Yeah. So as soon as the restaurant opens, you're there until the restaurant closes, and that mm-hmm. happens all the time. And what we mean is, uh, when a restaurant closes at eleven o'clock, you don't get out of there at eleven o'clock. Yeah, you get out of there like one. 12, one o'clock, yeah. whatever. Whenever the job is done, and let's hope that you got all your mise en place done, all your prep done before. But they're asking for, um, yeah, eleven hours between your shifts, which 
which sounds good. That means you have time to get off, get yourself something to eat, spend some time with some friends mm-hmm. or something, and then get your eight hours of sleep. Yeah. But we know them cooks ain't getting eight hours of sleep. They're yeah. putting in at least six hours of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know. Um, they say that um, these numbers are really high. I know, and this is crazy. Um, they say that seventy-seven percent of seventy-seven percent of the people. Uh, in the study, uh, said they were satisfied with um, with their hours, the amount of time that they the worked, amount yeah. of time that they worked, or uh, that's seventy percent uh, like their hours. Uh, they also say that um, the, they want more hours, mm-hmm. which is because they're not getting paid enough. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing about it. Most most people in the kitchen are happy with overtime. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's like that's that extra drinking money or like the the going on vacation or, you know, doing something what? nice. Who so. gets vacations, man? I mean, some people just take them. I'm fortunate <laughs> and I'm lucky. Uh, what else, Johnny? Well, what I liked was 30%, um, and this is from the Seattle City Council survey, so the second one, uh, said that their schedule introduced conflicts with families oh, yeah. um, and friends and those sorts of things. And uh, I don't know how many people out there you know, work in the industry, but you know when you talk to your chef or when you do your interview, they, they ask you about your personal time and usually they'll tell you, well, it's, it's going to be rough to figure that out. No, they don't. No, they My ne- chefs have. They never fucking tell you that. <laughs> uh, there's been multiple times when I've been interviewed at a restaurant and they go, hey, we want you to have a life outside the restaurant. Oh, okay? I get that a lot too. Yeah, uh, we, you know, we're the scheduling is, is pretty good. You work your four, you work your four tens. <laughs> uh, you get your stuff done. We're not going to ask you to stay late or come in early or anything like that, uh, because the way we've managed it here is that uh, everybody pulls their own weight and we get the work done. And, and we want you to have uh, your forty hours, and then we want you to spend time with your your family and your friends. <laughs> That's not true, man. Well, they don't. They're not like Thanksgiving though. You're working. Christmas Eve, you're working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 30% say that the the work schedule has caused problems at home. And I feel like that'd be a bigger number because... I feel like that's a low number. Yeah, because... No, I mean, I feel like it should be a bigger number because I know saying, yeah. I know so many people that are just like, oh, I just like, come on, I just want to go like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, what's blah, 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 blah. is like, I want to go, you know, to the beach with my friends and drink beers and shit like that. And not, I'm like, not that, happening. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not happening. That shit's not, you know, you don't get paid for that. You want to get paid or you want to not get paid? Let, I mean, let alone, let alone that when you get out of work. You are dead fucking tired. You're yeah. hot, you're sweaty, you're dirty. Dog's and barking. you just want to go home. Yeah, your balls are fucking, your legs are <laughs> chafed. Your feet hurt because you've been standing the entire time there. The thing about it is, is that you are so happy to be creating the type of food yeah. that you are that it is so worth it to you. And a lot of times it takes that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Nobody's just sitting around at work. um, Some people are, but not me. Nobody's sitting around doing nothing. You're not milking that clock. Those extra hours of overtime are necessary to get shit done, mostly because you're short-staffed. We've talked about it here on the show before. It's crazy. You don't have enough bodies in the kitchen. So everybody is putting in extra time and extra work uh, for lack of that, that body. That's there. I've had to deal with that many, many a time. Yeah. Um, so they say three in 10, uh, three out of 10 people um, that they interviewed said that they wanted more hours. Yeah. 
Um, and that's not because they're not getting their 40 hours. No, it's, it, a, it's because they want more money. Well, that's the thing is that a lot of people need to understand is when you come into this industry, especially if you're coming in as a cook, um, even as a bartender and you're trying to learn um, those extra hours, maybe on or off the clock, it doesn't matter. But hopefully they're on because you're learning and you're actually doing something. But um, it's it's a good time to broaden your horizons and, and figure out, you know, what you want to be. And, as a. And you also want more time with an experienced a cook or yeah. a chef to teach you things. Exactly. Like people like myself who didn't go to culinary school um, and worked their way up from the dish pit. It's like it's a really good opportunity to work with some badasses. That's another problem, man. Chefs are burnt out. They're so tired. And they don't have time to sit around and teach you things. Well, and it's that's an, so sad. Well, it it's hurts. an investor's game now. You know, it's like investors come in and they're like, I want this chef to do this and I want this chef to do that. But you can't do this. And then as soon as they say you can't do that, that's when the chef is like, well, I need to go. And then it's like downhill from there. It's, it's just a sad. It's a sad thing that I hate. That I think is really killing the industry is that not enough one on one or group time mm-hmm. with with an experienced chef. No, and like Mikey was saying last week, was um, he takes his Which crew out to the fuck? farm. And when has that happened yeah. in the history of anybody I've met in Seattle? <laughs> if so, uh, uh, hit me on uh, email at Mister. That's Mister M R on uh, uh, Gmail. And let me know yeah. of what chef you're fucking with or so I can go talk to them, too. Uh, I would love to go. Um, I've been trying to get together with my uh, kitchen operations manager. Uh, his name's Jaron. Uh, I want to go down and visit the warehouse. Yeah. Uh, just go learn about your company. Yeah, yeah. The person that our delivery, I can't remember the name of the company, but uh, Carla, she delivers our produce and her family owns the farm in California. Oh, nice. And I just want to go there and check out their operation and see what's up. But we... I can't. I'm not doing that on the clock. I'm doing that off the clock because I care. Yeah, it's something that I'm passionate about. Um, yeah, and they also said 31 percent of the people um, in the study said that they are required to work openings. Yeah, which is open to close, mm-hmm. which um, it's necessary. They don't have the people. Sometimes you just got to do it, and sometimes it's it works so it makes it so people only work technically three days as opposed to four days. I'm. So with it, I you love know? a four day work week. Yeah, uh, and a bunch of European countries, not just even in the restaurant industry, um, they're doing it. Yeah. They're moving to four day work weeks. I would much rather have that ten hour shift. Oh yeah, you get a full three days to just like do your thing. You get one day to chill, one day to do your shit, and the next day to get you know ready to go back. Also in the in the kitchen industry, um, you don't uh, eight hour shift. It's really not enough time to get a lot of shit done. No, that's like cooking. You cook for eight hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so you need to get your prep done, your mise en place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to get your station set up, and you need to do service. But beyond that, uh, you're not learning. You're not cooking anything. You're not developing new dishes. No. Nope. Um, you're not doing uh, research and development. Yeah. Uh, you need some time time with your crew. Well, that's what I've been trying to explain to a lot of my friends out over at the chop shop. And they're like, well, why can't we do this? And why can't we do that? And I was like, well, we run too many services. So when you run three, you guys got three. Yeah, we have a brunch service, a lunch service and a dinner service and the lunch serve or and a happy hour as well. And so the happy hour runs between lunch and dinner um, as we're trying to cross over. And I feel like when you run a lunch during the week, 
I mean, sometimes it's good, but at the same time, I remember when I used to work at a couple restaurants and you would come in at noon and it was like quiet in the restaurant. You chill yeah. with your chef, you listen to whatever music you, you want. Yeah, you got time and you and you learn about stuff and then you have time to get your prep done and then everything's looking real sexy, you know what I'm saying? Now, uh, Sir K Boogie over here has informed <laughs> me that at Cantonetta, which you got an address for Cantonetta? 36 in Wallingford. 36 in Wallingford. Right in the middle of the neighborhood. That'd be in the Wallingford neighborhood. (laughs) Other U district. Any people haven't been there, it's it's good. Yeah, it's good. Good Italian food. How many locations they got? Three. Three locations. Check them out. They're pretty good. This fool says that he has three hours of prep time. Uh, Just nice. Just by yourself? I mean, with the crew there, but like uninterrupted by servers and like. I mean, I have. I also have three hours of prep time. I have zero hours of prep time. Uh, which I'm happy. But, you know, like I said, I get done with my prep almost an hour early. And I make sure that I'm overstocked and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, most Back us pe- down low. Most people don't have that amount of time. I know. I don't understand time. what it's about these days. But all these cooks I've been meeting, it's like, okay, I have what's online and that's it. And that's then they run into the walk and like, what the fuck is that? start prepping. <laughs> Dude, you work and you prep at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I got motherfuckers like trying to make hollandaise and whipped cream to order on shit. I'm like, what are you what are you doing? Uh I'm I'm a big fan of charcuterie. Mm-hmm. That's cut to order. I mean it depends a on big fan. It depends on what type for me. I'm if like if you're getting really nice charcuterie that's like straight from Italy and blah blah blah. Then it's like, yeah, I'm gonna cut that to order. Keep it cold, keep yeah. it wrapped down below, you pull it up, you put it on a slicer. On yeah, you know. But have if it you're wrapped. getting like Finocchione from like Zoe's or some shit like that, you know, like slice that shit up <laughs> get it on yeah man so a lot of times on menus is hella suspect they don't tell you they tell you what type of meat it is what type of cheese it but is and they're charging from. you a bank yeah and you have no and then you ask the server where it's from and they're like uh let me get right back with you and nobody online knows i mean i've been to a couple restaurants where we every week we get updated we find out as much information as we yeah. can about our char- charcuterie well, remember board. we did that at bell and wheat and we'd have the yeah. The little descriptions of every cheese, every meat. We had to study it. Yeah. We look up online and find out as much information as we can. And all that information, all that time we took to study up and figure out the most we could about our charcuterie board, we would relay that message to our uh, front of the house staff. Mm-hmm. And those fools didn't care. Would yeah. never pass along that information or anything like that. Uh, meanwhile, you got your front of the house staff coming in there and they're showing up. Uh, Service is at five o'clock. They show up at five till. <laughs> Family uh, meal. Yeah. They get to eat. <laughs> And then they serve their guests, they collect their $300, they pass go, and then they do their side work and walk out. Right. Stress-free. I've been having a lot of conversations with a lot of people that I know. I just turned 35, and uh, I'm stepping out of the industry on my way out, trying to keep my foot in the door Mm -hmm. by doing this show and working at a sandwich shop. And I've been working on some catering events, some private stuff, too. Uh, But everybody's leaving. They're jumping ship to the front of the house. Yeah, and that's the thing, because it's a, a, you know, it's they still like the industry and they money. like to be around it. Yeah. And that's why we do this. But they don't like the hours. They don't like working those late, late shifts. No. And God bless the home cook chefs, mm-hmm. you know, the people that are home doing fancy, fancy stuff. But it's nothing like being in an industry. Oh, no, no, no. And I have stressed this so many times on the show. Um, if you really do call yourself a foodie. Mm-hmm. Or a home cook or whatever. Stash. Stash, man. Going to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. They'd love to have you there. I'd love to have you with me one day. I got a guy that's from Sir Latab working with me right now. And he yeah. wanted to work in the kitchen. He's killing it. But, you know, he's definitely 
he's definitely a home cook trying to be trying to work the line. Um, yeah, and then seventy five percent of people in this study uh, they say that they want their employers to propose the reform. Yeah, not uh, the government. Not the government. Yeah. They don't want the government stepping in, the local uh, government telling you what you have to do. Uh, they would like the they rest. They don't know. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. Uh, they want the the employers, all the, the people in the restaurant industry, to get together and figure out uh, what works best. Well, I that's what I've been doing at my job. It's like we get in, we get benefits when you're on salary, but we don't get dental, and that's what I need more than. I don't know because your teeth are fucked up. Well, you know, they all chewing on bricks. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> but they, you know they give us medical, which is great because everyone's like, "Oh, I need medical to pay these things." But it's like more times than not, I go to the dentist than I go to the doctor, and dental is way more expensive because you know they're going in there, you know they're getting in their mouth and getting you the root canals and stuff like that. But it's tough because it's like I'm sitting right now with a hole in my mouth and I can't really do anything because I don't have dental insurance. Yeah, I'm gonna try to follow up with uh, Lisa Herbold or uh, Lorena Gonzalez and figure out what the status is of this um, of this study and the proposed reform to this. Uh, and if anybody else knows anything uh, more or was involved in the study, I encourage you to email me or contact me through Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. Uh, I'm going to try to keep up on this and maybe uh, give short some short updates on it. But uh, I really don't have anything else to say about scheduling in the restaurant industry. It's, it's a pain in the ass, man. Um, I think a lot of these things are coming out in December, though. Yeah, because um, that's a there's a law coming out or something that's talking about sous chef um, salaries and how they need to be at a certain point or you have to pay them hourly. Oh, uh, yeah, we've uh, yeah, I've heard about that. <laughs> and too. Um, yeah. So if you don't pay them, I think it's like 50,000 a year. Yeah. Then they can get overtime for every. Because, yeah, because if you if you are a salary employee or a sous chef, uh, you're working 60, 70 hours. Yeah. Sometimes you don't get to make overtime. I know it was a problem at. One of the restaurants I worked at where I was a demi-sue and they tried to pay me salary and I refused it. And uh, some of the sous chefs got pretty pissed off because with my overtime and my tips, which they didn't make tips either, yeah. I was banking way more way than more. them. Yep. And that was smart on my part. It was stupid on their mm-hmm. part not to negotiate. They're just so happy to get that promotion and that raise. Yeah, but know they don't worth. think about what, what's really going on. Yeah, know your you worth know? for sure. Yeah, Drake said it best. Right. Man. Well, I always say, like, walking to a restaurant... Highball them. Like, if they're offering 15, $20 an hour. We can't offer you $20 an hour, but how about like 17, 18? Okay, yeah. that works. You know, if you go low, they're going to go even lower. You ain't going to get it unless you ask for exactly. it. Exactly. And that's the same thing. Another. That's the same thing. Another thing, not to shit on every, you know, people in the industry writing schedules and stuff like that. But if you don't ask for a specific schedule, don't they're going to schedule it. you. For, I'm I'm Kush yeah. at my job because I I worked hard for it. I would work whatever hours they want, and then I negotiated. I always can't. I'd come anytime anybody need coverage. They need me to stay. Come in early. I would do that, and then I flip it on them and go. All this I've been doing for you. I would like this. I want these two days off. I want this is my third day. Got that I'd leverage. Like, that's right. So. Um, yeah, anything else you want to say about, about scheduling before we move on to our uh, ingredient of the week? I just want, you know, to sh- give a shout out to everybody who is working those, you know, 60, 60 hour weeks. Even if you're working the 45 hour weeks, anything over 40 hours, I'm sorry. 
you guys are doing hard work and good work. Yeah, and then people give them a hard time and don't understand yeah. what's going on when they say like, "You never come through no more. You never come out." If well, I like wanna... some people don't want to be called the day of to come in and like fucking wash dishes. Well, yeah, that's that's what we were there. We're supposed to touch on too is about uh, what about what about? You didn't read the the oh yeah study was, about the uh, minorities. Say, yeah, I was saying that majority of people who get called in on short notice um, are blacks and Hispanics. Um, just because number one, in my opinion, I'm not saying this is going to, that's what the study says. That's what the study says. But it's like, in my opinion, when I see it in the workforce, it's like my minorities are the ones who are trying to work as hard as freaking possible. They got the, they got the kids, they got the family. Yeah. They got the family. This is their real life. This and they're not in it playing games, man. Yeah. It's a little white kids. They're like, Oh, but I'm trying to go see Odessa. I like cooking right now. (laughs) You know, it's trendy. It's in. And I like, you know, I want to learn how to do this. And it's like, no man, this is their life. You know, this there is the only like, work they can get right? too. That's what they don't know how to speak English. I know, and they're coming up with like he doesn't know what a concasse is. <laughs> it's like you know what? Why don't you go concasse your fucking mouth somewhere? You know? Oh my lord! It's like ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of tough. It's it it really is fucked up. Is where you have plans for next Wednesday and you have that day off mm-hmm. and then that weekend somebody gets fired and guess who's covering yep. you're covering next Wednesday I remember when we worked at restaurants and you would like be on your day off and you're like please don't yeah, call don't call and then you get in trouble if you don't answer your phone yeah you're like <laughs> you're, uh, you want that promote you're unreliable and you go Turn your. I turn. We used to turn our phones yeah. off. It's a double edged sword. You feel like trapped. You're fucking attacked, and then you're looked at as a bad employee if you're not one to cover. I just started going like, "Look, homie, I got, I got other shit going on. Mm-hmm. This is." And then, the, then you're looked at as not invested in the company. <laughs> the fuck out of here. This shit's starting to piss me uh-huh. off. Alright, let's move on to Ingredient of the Week. Uh, ingredient of the Week. Uh, Jahani, what did you pick this week? <laughs> I chose buttermilk. Buttermilk of the butter variety. Yes. it's, uh, yes, not, that, mil- not that beef milk? No, you you milk the butter itself. <laughs> I've been saying beef milk lately. People are like, what? You can only say that once a year. Uh, nah, 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 it's being used. You should hear this. It's my freestyle raps. You want to hear me freestyle no, rap? No, no, no. No, not on air. Uh, cool. They be I be killing it at work. They're not it, ready. It's on the hill, so it's okay. Well, anyway, you go first. What do you got? Um, I've been going pretty simple uh, lately. I'm not trying to get all fancy. I think maybe next week I'll do fancy. We're gonna. Uh, I did a spicy chipotle dip, um, and the ingredients for that you're gonna need. And this goes good with anything: onion rings, chicken fingers. Um, you can do it with steak. Uh, you can put it on uh, your taco. You can put it in a burrito. I don't know. What else would it go good on? I don't know. I like the chicken fingers. <laughs> yeah, right. I was think I was thinking like beer battered. I was thinking like beer battered shrimp. Yeah. Anything uh, that you want to put a crust on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something nice. Green and, tomatoes. Exactly. Yeah. Some fried green ones. All right. So what you're going to need for this recipe is three quarters of a cup of buttermilk. A third cup of mayo. Uh, Let's go do two tablespoons of minced chipotle peppers. Uh, Three tablespoons of finely chopped parsley. And uh, salt and pepper to taste. Basically, you just toss that shit in a giant bowl. Get you a whisk. Whisk whisk the shit out of it. Or maybe an emulsion blender. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. You throw it in the fridge. uh, Let it cool. Let it set. um, And then make your uh, appetite your entree, uh, whatever you're going to eat, and then pull it out. You know, there you Sounds go. Good. Quick, fast, easy, bing, bang, boom. Straight to the moon? 
Straight to the moon, Alice. <laughs> Metaphor for <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so I am doing. I got hold on. Uh, I was listening to this on some other podcast today, and they were talking about the rapper Mystical. Ooh. And he has a song about rape. Right? Really? Where he's like, walking with my dick in my hand. I say, don't move, bitch. Problem's gonna be in this place. <laughs> and then I don't know. Two years later, after that song came out, he was charged. He was with charged with yeah. rape. Uh, that boy got flow though. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, but he talks. I mean, he talks about like crazy shit about women, about hitting women, and then raping women, and then and you don't even know what they're saying because they're rapping so fast. That's true. I love that still smoking song where he's in the hotel trying to flush all his weed and his homie outside. <laughs> Bitch, I ain't got shit else to do. All right, Jahani. All right, what anyway. are you doing for? Uh, so I'm doing a buttermilk ricotta or cottage cheese, whatever you want. <laughs> Call it. It's basically cheese curds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing about when you look at fancy restaurants, yeah, you look at their a, menu, the way they word it oh, yeah. is the difference in pricing. So different. So how do you want to name this? I'm going to name it um, Buttermilk Ricotta. All right. <laughs> for Maggi Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for this, you're going to need uh, four cups of buttermilk, three tablespoons of heavy cream, um, and a half teaspoon of salt. And what I do is I'm going to heat the buttermilk in a large saucepan over low heat. Um, watching it carefully. You don't want it to boil. You want it to lightly simmer. You're just trying to make these cheese curds. You're not trying to make them go over and get all hard. Um, so what you're going to do is you're just going to cook that buttermilk for a little bit until it just comes up to a steam. And you see um, steam coming off the top. And all of a sudden, that liquid is going to start separating. Yep. Um, and what's going to be on the bottom is called whey stock, which is basically... Um, slow down, Johnny. Slow down. Uh, I'm just saying slow down because uh, this is... it's. You can fuck this up pretty easily. Oh, yeah. So. So, I mean, but it's so simple. Um, But, yeah, so keep it super slow. Um, Now, once you see those curds start to rise up um, and get closer to the top, you want to cut the heat and let that just coast for about, I want to say, like, five minutes, maybe. Um, Take it off of the burner for sure. What I like to do is add, uh, I would say, like, a couple tablespoons of lemon juice. Some people add vinegar. I guess that's what separates it from um, ricotta and cottage cheese is whether or not you use those. Um, But, yeah, just use a little bit of lemon juice just to give it a little bit of flavor. And then what you do after that is you're going to strain it from the liquid and get those cheese curds out. And you're going to have a cheesecloth. Um, laid down next to you all flat and nice and you're going to place all those curds in the middle of it. You're going to wrap it into a little sachet or a little satchel um, and tie it off and what you're going to do is you're going to hang it in your refrigerator and your walk-in um, put a little bit of butcher's twine on the top drip, drip, drip. Yeah, and you're going to have a container underneath and that's going to catch all the excess waste stock that's coming off of the keep cheese. That, keep that. Oh yeah, too. keep it. Don't throw it away. Um, what I do with the waste stock so the, the extra stuff that you get after you pull the cheese curds is when you make pasta it's like a really good way to emulsify f- flavor. Perfect. Um, instead of using like chicken stock or Something if you want to keep it vegetarian, that's a really good that's way. Right, of doing my man, it. high five on that. Woo. Yeah, you know, you, I like to do like a fresh, um, I would say like pea pasta, um, and then on the top you would put the fromage blanc risotto. Yeah, oh, a little bit of risotto. Yeah, and oh, it would go great in risotto. Anything where you're going to cook that flavor into the noodle or the pasta, um, always a good, always a good choice. So yeah, so that's my um, 
recipe for buttermilk sounds ricotta. Per- sounds pretty good. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. You can put some pepper on it, salt. Yeah, what I do at the end oil. is um is I'll emulsify a little bit of heavy cream. That's what the heavy cream's for, sorry. Um you'll emulsify <laughs> the cream in at the after you um strain all the excess whey out. And then what I do is like chives, maybe a little bit of shallot. Lemon zest and then some more fresh lemon zu- right, juice. Man, get some fucking grilled bread, man. Oh, yeah. Spread that on there. Some dates on the sun. A lot of shit. You know, caviar locks, whatever you want to do. All right. Yeah, man. Good IOWs. Uh, that's going to bring us to the end of episode 34. I thought that was going to be a short and sweet one. No. And that's why had- I try not to get in the mise en place either. We kind of tried to tie it in, but. That's all right. Uh, I think this is a really important conversation. Yeah. And I really would like some feedback from you people. Yeah, the problem is, you chefs. problem is, I'm not getting feedback from people on the show pages or anything like that. Yeah. I'm getting it through text messages <laughs> or conversations or phone calls. But we don't, but Keith and I don't get to see that, so. Yeah, I know, but we still talk to the same people yeah. sometimes, you know, and so, I, you know, I don't know. Conversation with people outside the state of Washington, yeah. you know. Uh, some people hit us up overseas, and uh, I believe that dude's name is Michael in Hawaii. Coming up, and I will be sending you that recipe for the bone marrow mm. buns. Uh, Mikey's going to hit me with that. Um, yeah, I want to thank the Soundcasting Network for uh, hosting our show. I would like to thank Studio Two One Two for uh, letting us record here. I want to thank. Uh, Dr. K Boogie, our audio engineer and producer. Uh, I'd like to thank you, Johnny. You're the man. <laughs> Thanks for that uh, wristband to Block Party too. Oh yeah, you know. Um, once, once, uh, <laughs> once again, our uh, social medias is going to be uh, Facebook and Instagram is Grow How Long Steak Mister. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter's is at How Long Steak Mister, and then the email address to contact me or Johnny is going to be Grow How Long Steak Mister. That's Mister M R at gmail.com and uh, yeah thanks for everybody listening and we look forward to uh, talking to you again next week see ya wouldn't want to be ya grill how long steak mister five minutes out eat a dick bitch <laughs> <laughs>